0: Hello,
1: Hello, this is PJ Ewing. You are listening to Lester the Nightfly. Welcome. We are really uh, fortunate here. We've got a new record from an artist. It's your first record. Isn't that right, Brittany?
2: Yes, debut record.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's Brittany Danielle. Is that is that it? Is that your name, young lady? (laughs) All right, Um, a a woman with two first names.
2: Yes. Well, so it's my first and my middle name that I decided to go with for stage purposes.
1: Your stage name, and um, when I'm mad at you, I can just sort of sternly say Danielle. Yes, and and you'll you'll jump to attention. (laughs) That is correct. Middle names, that's what they're there for, I think. It is. for our parents. <laughs> well, this is great. We're going to talk about your new music, which has just come out in this month of June 2022. Post pandemic. I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with that. I'm I'm sticking with post pandemic. I'm here let's for just it. Plan on it, right? It's done. <laughs> we we have decided, Brittany, you and I. It's over.
2: It is in stone. <laughs> now we have written it in stone. <laughs>
1: and we're going to talk about um your playlist you've got a lot of your music you've got some other things that you've chosen which is really fun you are coming to us from seattle though is that right
2: yes seattle the pacific northwest
1: so beautiful so beautiful i have had a chance to be even before everyone gets to go buy the record on Bandcamp and support britney and go to spotify and all those things i have been able to hear this record and it is it is from like another dimension Britney oh. it, it's really I was laughing I was smiling I was scribbling notes I was going down rabbit holes with links you sent me in many directions with the music that you've created and we're going to listen to a lot of it on this show Lester the Nightfly right now it was it's really uh, a joy and I and I mean that it was it was I was I was giggling and laughing along the way it was just it was just really really fun so well done you
2: Oh, I love that. I love that feedback. That's wonderful.
1: Mm, Really, for real. And I've got very specific references for us. Let's, um, but let's let everybody in on it. I I don't want to hear about you yet, Brittany. I don't want to hear about your life and how cool you are yet, yet. (laughs) Uh, What I want to do though, is let's play a song so everybody can hear a little bit of the sound. This is called Hindsight. It's the title track of the new record. Let's listen to it and then we will talk about it.
3: nothing to show for it Mm -hmm. pain has been hard on the soul and the physical Go There's a hurt In the depths of your heart Buried into your soul Deep in your bones If you can hold it In the palm of your hand Give it into the earth or up to the sky. Let
4: it go.
1: Before we talk about hindsight, let's just hear about you. Who are you? What do you do?
2: Up in the Pacific Northwest and I started playing piano at a young age. My neighbor was getting rid of her grand, uh, upright grand. I think it was a, an antique. And so I wanted to play piano. I'd been apparently wanting to play for a long time. I don't, I honestly don't remember life before playing piano. I know there was life before playing piano because I started when I was like seven years old, but I honestly don't remember n- the before times, if you will. And um, it's just been a part of me ever since then. Um, my sister and I played, she's very close in age. She's a year and a half younger than me. So she started playing piano the same time I did. So there's a lot of duetting and playing together, which was so much fun. And I grew up in uh, the religious church atmosphere. So there was a lot of singing in choirs. And so I started singing in the church choir while also playing piano. And that's sort of where I got a lot of my start. And then I took it to college. I took a degree in piano performance and learned jazz and classical and got a pretty well-rounded education. I did choir there as well. I continued teaching and continued from there. I ended up going further in my jazz career because classical music got Boring, but um, eventually, kind of got burnt out from the whole situation and being judged for grades in college. And I took a year, a year, maybe two years off. And when I came back, I was full of full of things to say. By that time, I was a little bit angry. I had a lot of things against, a lot of emotions against society during that time because I was pretty infuriated on how you could judge a an art form i think is where my a lot of my emotions were so i started writing lyrics and started writing music but i didn't ever quite put them together until later nothing felt like it really matched up so uh, when i started writing my album it was during pandemic i had about four songs that i had been rotating for a while and i thought you know let's just record this we have all this time on our hands at this point so and then i as soon as i started recording the rest of the songs came so all of the rest of the songs on the album outside of the first four were written pretty much within six months of each other
1: were your parents involved in music at all or, or relatives family that kind of thing
2: my dad plays blues guitar and so that's kind of where the jazz and blues aspect of my life came in my mom took piano lessons when she was younger she doesn't claim to be musical but she can sing really well and uh, my brother also took piano my sister my brother and i all did another instrument at some point forget what my brother did but my sister played the clarinet for a while and i played flute for a little while and i will tell you when somebody is learning the clarinet for the first time it is not a place that you want to (laughs) be
1: no No, I am so sure of that. Oh, that's some. uh, There are three of you then?
2: There are Uh, three of us, yes.
1: Oh, that's uh, one boy, two girls.
2: Yes, and I'm the oldest of the three.
1: Look at you and me. We're the same.
2: (laughs) We are the same.
1: We are the same. There are three of us and uh, two girls and one boy. I happen to be the oldest, just like you. (laughs) How about that? Wait a minute. When you were doing performance piano, though... Did you think classical first? Was that the reason yeah. you, you were getting that degree?
2: I went to Washington State University to stu- study with uh, Gerald Berthume And I had met him through adjudications throughout my high school career. And he asked me, well, what if this doesn't work out? And I said, there isn't any, I don't want to do anything else. I just, I want to play music. And if if it's not classical piano specifically, it will have to be music of some sort. And uh, that's how it started, just classical piano. That's what I was raised on, um, or what I had been studying. So halfway through college, Horace Alexander Young, who is a saxophone player, a jazz history teacher, and um, he pulled me inside and said, I'm starting an improv class. I think you should join. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to do that. So, that scares me. And he was like, come on, just, I'll talk to your advisor. We'll get you in. And he was like, I just need students to get this class started. And I was like, okay. And that's how my jazz career started.
1: I love that. Uh, It's, they're so different though.
2: So different.
1: I just admire anyone's ability to throw themselves freely into jazz because it's it's not for the faint of heart it's not it's not just you can't just do it you oh, gotta really
2: terrifying <laughs> 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 here's some chords just make something up on the spot sure sure okay okay
1: and, and always like, like you can't just stop not decide not to right. like no no no. you just you always constantly have to be in- improvising yes, right along.
2: yeah and it was interesting though, because I had been studying classical and classical theory and all of this stuff for years. And there just always seemed to be a disconnect. Like I couldn't figure out how certain theory rules, I suppose, would be applied to music. And I was always struggling in that area. But once I started studying jazz and it was laid out, it's the same theory, but it's laid out in a different way. I had this little light bulb that was like, oh this is what, this is what this means. And so it kind of just pulled everything together for me, which made me fall back in love with music. I, I felt kind of stuck about halfway through my four years there because I, I just was like, well, then what, what's next? This is the same thing. I just play some old dead guy's music for the rest of my life. What, what else is there?
1: I want to go back to that and return to that and i want to understand your anger and, and your commentary but we've left everybody with uh, the song hindsight yes. which we did hear and in fact we're going to hear just a little bit more of it again to refresh our memories and then i want to hear your comments because it's really a great song let's listen to just another piece of hindsight from britney danielle
3: a year passes by i've got nothing to show for it mm-hmm. To go to and you've been alone trapped by your four walls and the corners of your mind
4: let it go
2: So during pandemic I started a Facebook group with other singer songwriters that I knew to have a place to create and I prom- I made a prompt every month. This is one of the songs that came out of that. It originally started as a very piano centered piece and it grew into this bigger version of itself as I when I took it in front of my band but It was a, it was a heartfelt piece that I honestly, I couldn't sing it all the way through without crying for a very long time. And sometimes I still do tear up when I play it. It kind of started with the chorus. There's a hurt in the depths of your heart, that part. And I couldn't quite figure out what I was trying to say for a little while. During that time, I was thinking, oh, you know, we're stuck inside, we're separated from the people that we love, we're separated from our musical families, we're separated and we're isolated. And and maybe that's something that I'm trying to express, but it turned out that it was more about being stuck alone with yourself and being introspective about your own struggles because the world was so quiet. That was addressed in the song. Also at, in the area in which I live, there was a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests going by my house, which I would pop out and participate in and see things in a different light than I had ever seen before. Um, With the world being so quiet, these things that we needed to address in society were so very loud. And I think that that's where hindsight started taking shape.
1: There's an organ in here, isn't
2: there? The B3 Hammond.
1: It uh, added a gospel feel to it. Yeah. Probably by design, would you say? Yes. yes. Yeah. It brought back the 70s to me. So I was, I jumped back in time. And I think that happened to me, to be honest, a lot with a lot of your music. Sure. There is a, a phrase that I saw, and it might have been on your site or it might have been someone describing your work as retro pop. Yes. Does this work for you, this phrase?
2: It seems to work. I think that a lot of my influence whether I like it or not, has been my parents' music because my parents are boomers. They grew up in the 50s or came from the 50s and their songs are like 70s jams. And I find that that retro funk area is where I've been really drawn to. So there is this movement of the retro 70s vibe coming back, but in a new box, I suppose. Yeah. Retro pop seems to fit. I've also heard funk pop. The vibe is, is definitely influenced by seventies rock and, uh, and blues and jazz.
1: I found it to be accessible, warm, welcoming. Uh, it didn't hurt. I didn't have to (laughs) get into my musicology class to understand it. It was, it was something that I could, I could latch onto. It was catchy uh again uh familiar in many ways so it was bringing back memories i grew up in i was born in 65 so i knew a little bit of the 70s i was precocious when it comes to music let's say and so i was very aware of music you know at early an early age um my first record i think was goodbye yellow brick road sure but it evoked a lot of music that i I believe i was familiar with from those early days and i really really enjoyed this track it's one of my highlights all right. Well, let's let's go on then. We we've okay. done we've done your first song and it's been so fun and we've gotten to know you a little bit. Let's move on though to work from someone else, a band I didn't know, Brittany. So <laughs> that's cool. The Lake Street Dive. Yes. They're big.
2: Yeah, they are a band that I ended up discovering through YouTube while um while locked up in my house for two years. I would put on things that I liked to listen to and let YouTube sort of take me on a journey. And they were a band that I ended up running into and falling in love with. And I felt as if we were kind of in the same genre or vein. And I really enjoyed spending time with them, I guess, in my living room, all pinned
1: Sure. And you're right. They fit right in, you know, your selections apart from the work that we're hearing from you fits right into your vibe and I'm, I, I i so this one it's called good kisser let's take a listen to it. it's from 2018 the album is called free yourself up this is the lake street dive
5: if you're gonna tell them everything tell them i'm a good kisser tell them all the things you told me in your desperate whisper if you're gonna tell them everything don't leave out the good part. Tell him the way that you broke my heart when you told me that you missed Tell them- you're gonna tell them everything. Tell them I'm a good kisser. Tell them all the things you told me in your desperate whisper. If you're gonna tell them everything.
1: Uh, this band Lake Street Dive, they're playing in, at Radio City yeah. here in New York City. Coming up, I think in the fall. Okay, they're they're really killing it, and that's the funny thing about music, right? I mean, I've never heard of them ever at right. all until you <laughs> shared them with me. Thank you. Yeah, uh, but but they're amazing, and you know, there's a phrase that I found somewhere along the way. I think someone in the band's last name is McDuck. <laughs> I, I believe.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's his um, nickname, Mike.
1: Oh, is that right? Okay, so yeah. his phrase, his quote though is, throughout our recording projects, our frame of reference has come from classic rock and 70s AM gold. Well, which there I just you go. love that, right? Yeah. So that's, that's you and that fits right into your vibe. So anything more though to say about this band and this song?
2: I think that Rachel's voice is just so immaculate and the way that she emotes is very inspiring to me. So I, I would like to say that I just soak her up. I, I love listening to the way that she, she sings her words and tells a story. And I've taken a lot of cues from her um, in my recording process too. Like how would I, how would Rachel sing a song or how would she emote a story? What am I trying to say? Because I think she's just so phenomenal at that. I just, I think they're the tits
1: <laughs> i can't say that you can do it i'm not allowed to say that uh, <laughs> thanks for saying that though because you're right they, <laughs> they're great they're really fun i i'm i'm thinking about going to see them when they're in town because yeah. it's a whole world that i don't know about and, and it's just rollicking and fun and it's got all kinds of attitude and you've got lots of attitude and you're your songs, too.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to go see them in Wisconsin. They're going to be playing in Wisconsin with Brandy Carlisle, who's a hometown gal herself. And that
1: would
2: be epic. I'll try to get, see if I can get to that. I'm trying to go to as many festivals as I can this summer.
1: Oh, good for you. Good for you. Have you ever heard of the uh, podcast Song Exploder?
2: Yes, I listen to it all the time. And they have the Netflix.
1: Oh, oh, really? think so. Yeah. Oh, because I because I, I heard the brand. This is how I learned about Brandy Carlile was through that. Um, you and me in a rock, I think was the song. Yeah, um, that was that was I, I'm like, Who is this amazing lady? And now I keep hearing her name everywhere. Once yeah. I heard that. So She's
2: amazing. She's a Washington gal.
1: That's pretty cool. Okay, so let's go to you, my dear. Yeah. This yeah. is um, fondly. Uh, this is new music from you brand new from your first record called hindsight. Let's listen to it. And then we'll talk about it.
3: I don't think of you unless you bother me with calling. I don't think of you at all. Haven't thought about you lately. In fact, my memory of you is fading. I haven't thought about how I love you like crazy. I haven't thought of you at all. Just remember
1: So fondly, um, this is something that everyone should be running right now to Bandcamp and <laughs> buying. That's your job, everybody. We're going to support Brittany with our 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 work, our purchases. Do you have merchandise, by the way, up there? I'm
2: working on merch. Okay. And my goddaughter actually designed stickers for me. They're so cute. Oh. And those will be up soon. And I'm working on some t-shirts. And I'm trying to think of other things that are not this. The stereotypical, the same mark. stuff, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. friend of mine, a band called High Crime, they have toothbrushes, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> <really fun." laughs>
1: yeah, I saw them referenced on your bio. You, are they're just friends of yours. Have you worked with them, or
2: yeah, we just had a show. Um, we had a show a few weeks back together, and that was really fun. I, I try to do as many female fronted band collabs as, as I can to mm-hmm. support women, but. Mm-hmm yeah it was really fun i enjoyed i've i've known them for a little while too so it was fun to finally see them again
1: Mm, that's cool so fondly um let me talk let me talk let me have the floor okay (laughs) B echoes of the 70s again it's a real song the kind we do not hear so much anymore a lot of this was oh my gosh a song a song that is structured like a song. I remember that from, from long ago. That, that was my first impression. What 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 were you doing when you wrote this thing?
2: I was getting a lot of emotion out. Actually, there's a lot of other verses that didn't make the cut because it was way too long. It was one of those hallelujah moments where there's just so many verses. And... What happened was, um, I got a phone call from an ex and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to write a song about it and was just pissed. So that's what came out of it. And I don't know. I think I, I don't really remember how the form ended up going. I think I remember writing a whole bunch of things and then cutting them up and then re replacing them in different spots and then being like, okay, now the song. The ex called me after he got married and asked me if I was okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine and wrote fondly.
1: <laughs> the sound brought me back to, uh, I probably was 10, okay. 9, Mm-hmm. 11 some some right in that little very tender years and I I have this vision of playing uh you know I don't even know if you you know of this the 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 brand was called k-tel k-t-e-l
2: no, I don't
1: know. No, it was a company and they did a whole bunch of greatest hits records, a bunch of them. We, we and they did stars, like the, the hits star power hits stars on 45 kind of idea. Right. Yeah. And, and they had a record that you sent me down the rabbit hole with your song. So I started looking at which one was it? What year was that? And I found 1978 K tell star power vinyl. All on minority. which there are two songs that I are beloved to me. One is Heaven on the Seventh Floor.
6: <inaudible> off, she said, uh-huh. Just as we had started to climb together. Said, hey, look, um, maybe I could see you tonight And she said, Never. Well, thought I was out of luck but Ten seconds later Somehow we got stuck in that elevator Heaven on the seventh floor Heaven on the seventh floor
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, no, ever no. heard of it? Huh. Okay, <laughs> adorable. And then, how about this undercover angel? So not your generation. This is like you know speaking Greek, right? But I'll tell <laughs> you the the vibe, the feeling, the the they, they don't not have the seriousness of your song, but but the sound it brought me right back to playing Parchisi with my sisters, listening to this Star Power nineteen seventy eight vinyl. To the point where I bought it on eBay. I just just bought this thing yesterday, yeah. and it, it is a whole memory lane thing that you're fondly. Sent it unlocked
2: a core memory for you. Seriously. Really cool.
1: Seriously, core memory. Exactly right. Uh, unbeknownst to you, you're set, you sent me way down <laughs> this place. And I can't wait for the vinyl to arrive, my my purchase.
2: Yeah, really so cool. the vibe ended up, I wrote it solely on piano at first, clearly. But then when I was arranging it with the band, I was like, I don't want it to be slow. I want it to be fun. And it's it's like a fun, happy breakup song. But when you really listen to the lyrics, you're like, Ew.
1: So let's go again farther afield. This is a recommendation from you, Three Dog Night, Joy to the World. We go to 1970. There we go. From the record Naturally. This is the song Joy to the World from Three Dog Night here on Lester the Nightfly.
2: was obsessed with this record when I was younger. I loved this record so much. I listen to it all the time still. And this song has always brought me so much joy. And um, when I'm in a bad mood or I need some sort of pick me up, I put it on and I feel so much better. And I realize this is such a huge part of where my music comes from that I needed to tell you about it and include it. I ended up actually playing it recently as a cover with uh the last at the last show that I played and I enjoyed singing it so much I was like you know what I'm going to just sing the song it's my show I'll just do it and it brought me even more joy doing that so it's been a huge part of my musical career and I I don't know that I've quite until you asked me about other songs I was like you know what let's be completely honest three dog night has given has been a huge musical impression on me ever since I can remember. So absolutely needed to be included in this.
1: I love the fact that in your business, in your world, you can admire something and then do it yourself. Yeah. Cover it. How cool is this?
2: That's really, that's a really fun part of the job. Actually. I'm, I'm very much enjoying that part of the job.
1: So you sent me down another rabbit hole by (laughs) doing this. (laughs) Again, we're of different ages and different reference points. I get it. Okay. Do you know of, do you remember Supertramp? Yes. Goodbye, stranger. Remember Mm, that goodbye stranger? I don't know why. But there I was blasting the, the Super Tramp hits last night after listening to <laughs> Three Dog Night and, and your records. <laughs> uh, I, I It was like, where's Super Tramp? It's so perfect. Goodbye, stranger. It fits what she's doing. I I, I went, went you know off the deep end. Yeah. And, uh, re- and do you remember how great those songs are by Chance? Yes.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't thought of them in, for a while since you just mentioned them, but yeah, they're, they were really good. And I'm sure that they're probably on some sort of playlist that I was listening to, uh, you know, yeah. with my, whatever my parents were listening to that influenced me so deeply.
1: Well, yeah, worth, worth cranking up and listening. And you know what, let's just do it right now. Let's listen to a little super tramp right here before we move on. Yeah.
0: Yesterday I was up before the dawn And I really have enjoyed my stay But I must be moving on Like a king without a castle Like a queen without a throne I'm a different morning lover And I must be moving on I believe in what you say, is the undisputed truth, but I have to have things my own way, to keep me in my youth. like a ship without an anchor, like a slave without a chain, Just a thought of those little ladies through my feet. I mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we could do that. We've got the power. We can throw yeah. in some Super Tramp and the world will like us even more. Yes. All right, Brittany, we're back to you. Validation okay. is the song. I heard saxophones and horns in here. Is that, is that right?
2: Yeah. So in Validation, my good friend Patrick Shang is playing on all the saxophone parts. And this was such a dream come true. I've always wanted to have songs with horns on them. And I just felt like this was the one that could start off that journey for me. So I called him up and I said, hey, P. Shang, I got a song. Is there space for horns? He said, there's always space for horns.
1: <laughs> of course. Of course he said that.
2: <laughs> and That's what we ended up with. Yeah.
1: It's fine. Let's listen to it. It's called Validation. This is brand new music. From Brittany Danielle here on Lester the Nightfly. The end of part one. Come back next week, same place, same time, for part two with my guest, Brittany Danielle. This has been a PJ DJ production.